the film series that won't die. Nearly 30 movies, one house, actually several houses, and cursed artifacts. Welcome back to the Amityville Podcast. I'm Tom, and this is Pat. Hello there. Today we are going to be going into Amityville, The Evil Escapes. Yes, which, I mean, it would have to since the last time the house was quite literally destroyed down mm-hmm. to its foundation. The third time they blew it up, it seems like it's taken. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, we would hope. Yeah. You know, what the hell else can you do? It's not like, is the house Chris, the Christine of Houses where yeah, it'll like just gonna rebuild itself? itself? Yeah. Who knows? It's a fix-itself-upper. It's a fix-itself-upper. Love it. Yeah. And this one, uh, The Evil Escapes, uh, does show us, at least hopefully... What happens when the evil inside the Amityville house decides it wants to get out of the house, uh, which it has never done in all three of the previous movies? Well, yeah, exactly. I, I was about to say, we've seen, like, it has done that. It has agency outside of its walls. Mm-hmm. We have already seen that this house has quite specifically a wanderlust. Yeah, but how far it can get to, the uh, little blurb here is suggesting it's going to California. California. Apparently, it it was shooting at some uh, food, and up from the ground came a bubbling crude. And that so, does make sense. Out of that uh, mysterious well we saw, that was the only survivor of the house in indeed. the last one. That is true. Yep. This that was one, glowing blue oil. Oh, glow. Ugh. Ugh. So this one, it was made for television. Mm-hmm. So I can't. I know you can't hear it in my voice, but I'm really not excited about that. <laughs> yeah, this was one of the first Fox movies. Oh yeah, I believe. I'm pretty okay. sure. Uh, I didn't double check it, but I remembered when it came. Oh on. god, like made for the made for film. TV. Oh, wow. um, yeah, yeah, it yeah, did yeah. air. It did air on Fox as a TV movie. They were doing a bunch of properties they had access to. Mm-hmm. Let's do a sequel on our network to fill some of our time sure. until we can get to being a full seven nights a week network. Yeah, that would explain. There is a bit of a time jump. Amityville uh, 3D was in 1982, and then seven years later, we have this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this would have been about two years into the Fox network. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also, around the same time, did The Omen 4 as a oh. TV movie. Is that That's not the one with... Uh, Samuel. No, that's three. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is sense. this is part four. It's Damien's daughter, who I guess was the real pro. I don't remember. I just remember it being bad. This is my shocked face. Yeah. But this one. It's made for TV. It mm-hmm. has Patty Duke. Mm-hmm. And uh, was written and directed by Sandor Stern. You may not remember it because we definitely did not mention it on the first episode. Because yep. what does it matter? But he was the screenwriter for the original Amityville Horror. So, uh, you know, credit where credit's due. Fox, if they're going to try to breathe some life into it, are going back to the source material. Or the well, source person. <laughs> a- the source person. <laughs> yeah, they're going back to at least the film source. Yeah. Um, though not the real... Yeah, maybe maybe this is the Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3, The Dream Warriors, of the Amityville movies. Mm -hmm. Or by breaking out and moving to California, maybe it's the new Nightmare. Ah, Um, I mean, yeah, that's twice that Wes Craven returned to his own creation. There's there's been other cases where a filmmaker returns, Ridley Scott returned to the Aliens universe. Unfortunately. Um, (laughs) Well, fortunately and unfortunately, split between two of them. That's fair, that's fair. Um, 
What are some others where the director, like the writer director, came back fully, not just like kind of put their name on, but like. Well, there were those three movies that George Lucas made. That is true. Uh, but Steven he never Spielberg. left a franchise. No, but he stopped. Well, he only directed the first one. And even if we uh, fair, do that, fair, yeah. there was like the 15 years in between episodes uh, four and, or excuse me, six and one. Yeah. Uh, Steven Spielberg came back for Indiana Jones 4, which was great. Yeah. But that was still his franchise like he nobody else ever stepped in. oh okay you mean I'm thinking not like, like not somebody who basically like left. Oh, came to kind of right um, the ship um, I mean it's not often no like Steve Miner didn't come back to Friday the 13th after being on the first on well two and three no George Miller directed all of the uh, the uh, Mad Max movies mm-hmm. I mean if you want to look at it in a certain way J.J. Abrams came back for that Rise of Skywalker after yeah. the Ryan Johnson Last Jedi. But that wasn't really his franchise. Like they, Brian were, Singer. Brian Singer came back to the X-Men. Oh, right, after somebody fixed his toys. Yeah, they're, well, yeah. It's yeah. like first class. Yeah, right. He left the franchise because he felt like there wasn't as much of a future in it. I, I, um, I'll show them. Yeah. Like, there's nothing new to do with the X-Men, so I'll do a glorified remake of the original Superman movie. Mm-hmm. Turns out that didn't... His so well and no. X-Men First Class was the best X-Men movie unquestionably and, yeah and he saw oh wait this is still popular mine mine yeah. mine again and then we got well, a couple more movies out of him that showed he should not have come back no no and at the very least he should have stayed longer because once again he leaves right before they decide to do a Dark Phoenix movie mm-hmm. and it's somehow worse yep uh, but does yeah. anybody else? That's the thing is, it's it's pretty rare for John somebody Carpenter, to... John Carpenter, they really wanted John Carpenter to come back for like Halloween 6 and H2O. Well, definitely H2O. H2O, originally the plan was for Carpenter to ideally direct with a Kevin Williamson script. Yeah. But um, Carpenter declined. Um, Williamson wound up... <laughs> he, not... he declined the amount of money they were willing to pay him. Basically. But... Which was correct. Yeah. And the original script from Williamson, or the treatment, involved incorporating all of the sequels, but still bringing back Laurie Strode. Mm -hmm. The idea being that Jamie Lloyd had been told that Laurie had died, and it was the death of Jamie Lloyd that gets Laurie Strode's involvement back in, and like unified the entire Mm -hmm. franchise. Um, But... When they brought, when Steve Miner came in, and when the screenwriter, not Aaron Kruger, I'm trying, or I don't think, I'm trying to remember who it was, yeah, I don't but whoever did the scripts uh, worked with the studio, and they basically were like, yeah, we're going to ignore um, everything but one and two. And it's, so, so yeah, you didn't get fine. Carpenter it's back fine. until the Danny McBride one. Yeah. Uh, and David Gordon Green. Mm-hmm. Um, Carpenter was heavily involved, um, did the score to that one and the next yeah. two. So I'd say Carpenter came back to Halloween with these, just not yeah. in a directing capacity. Fair. Which, I mean, Wes Craven didn't direct uh, number three, but he did no. have, like, he helped with the story. Yeah. Um, him and Frank Darabont. I mean, God, what a good team. Yeah. But... So anyway, but man, let's get oh, let's get to, let's go do this movie that I'm yep. certain is going to be as good as all the other movies. Is it too late to change the entire premise of this podcast? Uh, no, no, no. we got to look yeah. at this as like this is going to be a speed bump. There are going to be worse, or, or there are going to be more inspiredly silly movies 
after this mm-hmm. one. It's just this one sounds like it's going to be by the numbers and dull. Yeah, if you want previews of some future episodes, you can go on. We're watching this one on Tubi. There are a ton of them on Tubi. Yeah, a lot of them. It's a free Tubi. service. There's commercial breaks, but everything um, is uncut. Yeah, we're you not being promoted like by Tubi or anything. Sh- this every time, but we're not being paid for it. No, I, I'm fine with people <laughs> being able to find stuff yeah. they like on various services, especially if you're tight on cash. There are multiple services out there that give you limited, free, or fully yeah. free stuff. So, anyway. Yeah. Um, At some point, there's going to be one that is apparently called Amityville Clown House, and the one I am desperately excited for, Amityville Island which is supposed to be Amityville, but with a shark. Yeah. <laughs> I have absolutely no idea how we're getting to that. I can't wait, but that is, that is one of the late ones. You know what was missing in all the other Amityville movies? A shark. Mm-hmm. Done. Sold. But, all right. Uh, we're going to get into this one. A minute for you and quite a yeah. while for us. In the time it takes for us to watch this, it's well, it's a quick edit for you, but brainstorm TV movies you thought were scary. We'll probably discuss that through the movie. Like, Hopefully have some answers in case this movie gives us nothing to talk about. Remember doing Time on Maple Drive? Vaguely. That was like the made-for-TV movie that was on Fox about like a miserable, well-to-do family. And the only reason I watched it was because, oh my God, Ace Ventura is in this. Huh. Like Jim Carrey plays uh, like the alcoholic eldest failure son in this family. I definitely do not remember it. It's got Lori Loughlin and uh, was it J.B. Skinner? I forget which... I forget what his name is. comes up a lot, doesn't she? She does come up a lot. This is weird. Yeah. Awesome. All right. All right. Well, see you in a minute. All right. We have just finished Amityville, The Evil Escapes. And man, it was great. I was not expecting to enjoy it that much. (laughs) No, Um, me neither. Even by like a third of the way into the movie, I was not expecting to enjoy it that much because it starts off kind of slow. I mean, mean, a little bit chunky. It it starts off slow after we have the God Squad. we, We start with the premise... We all know that the Amityville house exploded in the last film and mm-hmm. is no more. Like, totally exploded, like, pieces of uh, nothing. wood and brick just flying everywhere. Yeah. But what if the house didn't explode? Mm-hmm. Like, so the house is still there. And unlike previous attempts, or unlike previous films where, you know, there's one lone priest trying to convince everybody that, hey, this house is possessed, there is, what 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 is the proper term for a, uh, you know, group of priests? I would like, say a god a pod, squad? A god squad. A, a god pod? A god pod yeah. of priests show up to finally exercise the shit out of this house, mm-hmm. including Norman Lloyd and a frighteningly young Frederick Lennon. Old Yellow Eyes Azazel from Supernatural mm-hmm. as a priest. Yeah. Um, so he didn't get stuck to, with typecasting along his career. No, no, no. He, yeah, no. He was apparently he used to play good guys, mm-hmm. nice guys even. Yeah. And so in the process of exercising the house, though, Frederick Lenny, uh, playing Father Dan or Dennis Kibler, mm-hmm. uh, gets attacked by a possessed lamp. Yeah. And if you want to know how you know the lamp is possessed, first it is ugly as sin, and then you see the evil 
evil of the house go into the lamp through the electrical cord as if it's a cartoon. You see the electrical cord bubble, bubble. up. And it like, yeah, it zips through like a mouse going through a hose in an old Warner Brothers cartoon or something. Yes. Yeah, it's literally just this this little bead just makes its way along the cord to the outlet. Um, or I guess from that yeah, point, the outlet into, into the lamp. Into the lamp. Um, and this lamp is pretty damn ugly. It's so ugly. Imagine if somebody tried to take the arm from Twin Peaks The Return and make that out of driftwood. Yeah. Yeah. It has arms. Mm -hmm. It's just wrong. And a giant glowing bulb at the top that makes Mm -hmm. it look sort of like an old-fashioned street lamp. Yeah. But it's Ah. just a glowing ball of evil. Yeah. And so so since the, uh, the exorcism of the house is successful, obviously we have to make some money back on the return. So... Like you do, you have a yard sale mm-hmm. of all the things in the Amityville house, which is great because, like in the previous films, they have made reference to the reputation of this house mm-hmm. about how you wouldn't want to do like you can't even go near it. Nobody wants anything to do with it. People are buying the shit that's in this house. Yeah, people are all over this yard sale, and I mean, who doesn't love a good sale? Yeah, but this is in a town that knows that there have been multiple murders and insane families and tragedy and I mean this house is blown up several times and it's still there that's a concern yeah so yeah they have this yard sale it's never clear who's selling this stuff either right no presumably the realtor but who even is the realtor at this point yeah because like the previous family is not there because we're not sure which previous family we're dealing with but Yeah, they have the exorcism, um, which really just makes the demon hide in a lamp. Yeah. They they say a lot the of times that it is the, Satan. The lamp is except, the escape pod. Yeah. Um, and they talk about how it's been 300 years where nothing has been able to live on this land. Without tragedy. Without tragedy. And for a complete rundown, they start in 1974. Because, you know, we haven't decided what to fill in all the gaps, you know, for all the other stuff. But we know we're acknowledging that first movie. Yeah. But, like, we never hear of any of the tragedies from before that specifically. They don't even reference the Lutzes. They they reference, like, the events of what happened in the second film. The the, the kid shooting up his family. Yeah, which was... Yeah, that which actually was the original worse. event. Yeah, yeah, because the Lutzes, they don't end up killing anybody. So, yeah, I guess yeah. you wouldn't really... Yeah. And I got a feeling that as they made more sequels, mm-hmm. if you weren't giving the Lutz family money, you had to leave their name out of it. That's completely fair, too. Yeah. So, But... Either way, the, ha- the, the lamp gets bought by a uh, kindly, campy old lady who is going to send it off to her sister as a quote-unquote gift. Mm-hmm. And she knows it's ugly. Her yep. sister will love it for the camp because yeah. when you get to a certain age... It's all about fun. Mm-hmm. Well, that age should be being a kid and forward. Yes. Ages 12 or 4 and up. Mm-hmm. So it gets sent. So, uh, before, like, not... So she cuts herself on the lamp, puts the lamp in the mail, and it and off to California IA mm-hmm. it goes. Now she's putting the lamp in the mail. She notices her finger has gotten completely nasty. It's like just short of gangrene. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's all veiny, it's starting to puff and rot. Could it be Satan? Satan? <laughs> so we've got 
the evil lamp on its way to California, because this land has been cursed for 300 years, it kind of wants to go out and see the world. I mean, if like it's one of those, you know, we have tried to make it work in Amityville for so long, but fine. Message received. Mm-hmm. I'll go somewhere else. Maybe people on the West Coast would appreciate what I have to offer, yeah. which is torture and murder. Yeah. I kind of... I kind of feel like the guy pitching this movie... Sander Stern. Sander, yeah, Sander <laughs> Stern. Or it, it might have been in the book, but it's kind of like that James Cameron Aliens story where they say, like, what do you do for a, season, a sequel for Aliens? Or Alien? And he takes the word Alien, writes it on the chalkboard, mm-hmm. says, what do you do? And then he just adds an S to the end and then draws the slashes for dollar sign. <laughs> and he got the movie off of that pitch. <laughs> I think the guy who wrote this basically went up to a magnetic board or like a fridge and said cursed land and then he just spun the D to a P cursed lamp (laughs) that's money oh my god I can't I can't come up with any argument against that logic. It's the only thing. Having seen the film. It's the only way I can thread the (laughs) idea of going this way. So, yeah. Um. Okay, so that's all the setup. Mm -hmm. Once we get, so it goes to the sister's house. The sister is about to be set upon by her daughter and and the daughter's three kids, her grandchildren, because uh, the husband has died suddenly at the age of 42. Mm-hmm. According to the dialogue, according to the pictures... According to the picture, maybe a little older Maybe a little older, or I'm just doing really good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Patrick, you look amazing. Yeah, don't I don't look a day over that guy. Oh, yeah. Apparently not a day over 70. Uh, <laughs> the mom is played by Patty Duke, which is... She's pretty good in this, I, mm-hmm. I thought. She, had, yeah. she, she maintained the right tone throughout the whole thing. Yeah, she's never like... She's never horror movie acting so much as, like, I mean, TV horror movie acting. Like, she knows how to hit the tone and beats for something that's a little camp, but, like, play it straight. Exactly. And uh, we've got three kids, an Mm -hmm. older teenage daughter with an amazing chin, a younger daughter who is seeing her daddy everywhere and then a middle and child talking to the lamp cons- a lot and yeah. talking to the lamp a lot and a middle child a boy Brian played by Aaron Eisenberg of uh, Rom of Deep Space Nine fame mm-hmm. not okay. to be confused with Rom the Space Knight not to be confused with Rom although the, the haircut he has does give him the same flat top he has an amazing style throughout this yeah. whole film which is to say it's not great yeah his haircut is kind Kind of somewhere between Drew Carey and a, the old DA, the duck ass haircut. Yeah, it, it's like, like it's a Drew, shaggy DA. What if Drew Carey had a mullet? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And everything um, goes nuts. This movie, I was not prepared for how delightfully insane this movie is once it gets rolling. Yeah. Let's, okay, so let's, we're talking about the kids. Let's start yeah. to just make sure you have a sense of who they are going through. Um, we can talk about the youngest daughter first, I guess, because Jessica. she's focal. Yeah. Jessica talks to daddy through the lamp and sees him here and there through the house and starts acting a little weird. And I will say she is the best performer in this movie. Uh, hmm. I was definitely of the kids. I don't know. I I think Frederick Lenny and Patty Duke are pretty good. They're good. They've got some great delivery, but there's just something about like the daughter. Like she has the right level of creepy. 
it's in there. It's not delivering lines. Like, you can <laughs> feel her really just, like, becoming that character for a moment. Yeah. She, like... Being a creepy child is not the easiest thing. It's done bad all the time. Like when she says a line, you're like, "Nope, that kid's creepy." That is that. Yeah, she's doing it. Nah, uh, you're you're right. You're right. Yeah. Like I I never doubted her for a second, or I never thought like, I never felt like I'm watching acting. I'm just you know she no, was being girl the thing is that just we needed. Creepy. Yeah. Um, and just some and really she looks good like dry delivery. And, and she looks like Cindy Brady, which is makes little Cindy better. Brady a little bit newt. Yeah, a little bit new. Mm-hmm. So she's like, mean, I think I think she was very good in it. Um, but apparently, did not really work after this. Uh, no, I don't know if she, she left had, the industry. She had like or... a solid career as a kid actress on the IMDb like, oh, okay. up to this. Like she'd working for kind of steadily for like throughout the eighties, and it looks like this was just you know the yeah. end. I'm done. Yeah, it's like I'm gonna concentrate on real estate now. Indeed. You know, you find your real passion in a movie about moving. <laughs> And, you know, you get your real estate license. They're very hard to get. So, um, why you gotta be like that? Why you gotta be hating on the realtors? They're the real champions. I know, I know. I'm just saying, sometimes I have found out that some people who have gotten real estate license, um, well, they're, they're out there doing it, and I've known them in other parts of their life, and it just surprises me. I wouldn't want them to be, like, a freelance surgeon. Fair. But I guess, you know, you know, whatever. Um, Next, you're going to tell me that Hollywood Homicide was a silly movie. <laughs> Is there a haunted house in that, and can we work it out? Uh, All right. Amityville Homicide. <laughs> Amityville Hollywood. Anyway, no. yeah. Back to the kids. I think both of those are in the future anyway. Probably. Um, so, yeah. Um, Brian is the next. Brian. Uh, Brian has an interesting fashion sense. He is wearing this pink and red striped shirt through half of the film. Every time I saw him, I looked, I thought he was like a walking pile of jello. Mm-hmm. It was bizarre. Yeah. It's like He's, the jello with the marshmallows in it. Yeah. This kid. Yeah. His, his clothes. And, like, his general fashion sense was kind of like somebody you might expect in a ad for Good Humor ice cream on the side of the truck that hasn't been updated in 30 years. Think Corey Haim in Lost Boys, but without Joel Schumacher's fashion sense. Um, I'll I'll hear that. Let's say the... um The Asylum Films version of a Corey Haim. Mm, like, we're saying the same thing. Yeah. So it's, it's a little off. It's a little garish. You see what they're going for. Um, and his acting is still in development. I'm, you know, <laughs> like once he got to Star Trek, you know. I, I mean, the movie calls for him to be wild-eyed and crazy throughout, or reacting scared shitless to yeah. basically everything. And so it's mm. like, yeah, I mean, after a while, what else is he going to do? Yeah, both of the older kids, there are scenes where they have to go discover some sort of horror. Yeah. And I feel like they might not have necessarily had the script or known what the scene was about. <laughs> they were just told, okay, you you're scared, look around the room, just look around enough, we're not sure where things are going to be yet, so just kind of check it all out, and everything is scary, but nothing is too specifically scary. Yeah. Um, and they do that... It's fine. Yeah, they're fine. Uh, well, the the oldest sister, uh-huh. uh, I don't think it's no, as Amanda. 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 
she is it is very important for amanda that anybody in any scene notices her breasts yeah her clothes are very specifically fitted to highlight that the way she, she arches her back and walks a back brace yeah <laughs> like there's just something like they're really on this she's yeah. presenting yeah wherever she goes and it's it's through it's through her body language it's through her fashion like the camera doesn't tend to linger on it no there's, but it's, it's they not, were trying it's to not get a creepy camera going. but yeah. it is just she is yeah mm-hmm. like it, it was one of those we don't you don't want to notice it because she's supposed to be a high school girl yeah it's like they keep what is doing happening it. here like both of us i think had made little noises before one of us just said something like okay good yeah yeah it's you're like, seeing it too th- ah. like there's one scene where it's at night and she's going to talk with her mother and she's got this robe she's wearing a shirt underneath the robe but the robe is bent out to show everything that mm-hmm. it possibly can. And at first I wrote it off because the robe looked big on her. I thought, maybe that's the dad's robe. And mm-hmm. like she's holding on to it because the father had died. And then every other scene after that is just she is standing at attention mm-hmm. at all times. Yeah, they would give her regularly like sweatshirts mm-hmm. or like things that would be normally not flattering yep. but find a way to pull it tight in the middle just yep. so you understood the gap yep. between yep. like yep. stuff like that kind of creepy yeah so but that's not her acting her acting is it's fine ah <laughs> I, it's fine it's, it's, I, she is the exact size and shape of a teenage girl in a horror movie I I don't think her acting was very good but I thought it was charmingly bad like fair it was, I don't know, like like her line deliveries, a lot of her expressions, all of it just seemed flat. Yeah. Lifeless. Yeah. Uh, perfunctory. Yeah. Going through the motions. Yeah. Uh, by the numbers. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Like not not quite to the level of full on contest winner. No. But, hey, get to be in an Amityville TV she movie. She was also in a lot of things before and after this yeah. movie as well. And I've liked her in a bunch of those things. I didn't recognize her right away. This just, for some reason, stood out. I don't know if she was, not, again, not being directed or what. Mm-hmm. But, because um, when you actually gave me the list of some of the things that I don't remember at all, Dr. Like, Eagles is the only one that's popping to mind. Yeah, Night of the Demons 2, Leprechaun right, right, right. 3. Mm-hmm. But Dr. Giggles, which, yeah. that's a gap. I haven't seen that. It seemed like a part of it. Oh, it's so much fun. Yeah, no. Larry Drake. Yeah. You, know, you got me on that. But um, It kills me. I could never find a, a good triple feature for that because you have Larry Drake as Dr. Giggles. You have Corbin Burnson as the dentist. Who is the other L.A. Law slasher? Um, I mean, you could do season three of Dexter. No. With Jimmy Smith. Stop it. I'm just saying. Stop it. Anywho. <laughs> Um, so we've got, you know, that's our family. Oh, and Grandma is a tough old broad. Grandma? Grandma? Okay. Continuing with, like, the Lost Boys comparison, because the initial setup of the family unit is the same exact setup where, you know, family... The, the, the mom is on her, on, her high, uh, on her back legs because of reasons, and Lost Boys is mm-hmm. divorced, and this one She's is... She's saving uh, up to widow. finish college exactly. to become a teacher so that she can afford a mortgage. Yeah, exactly. Because, I guess, in 1989, a single parent who is a teacher can afford a mortgage. I know, like, I don't... Do you remember The Simpsons? 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, whereas uh, Bernard Hughes in The Lost Boys loves his daughter and loves his kid, his grandkids, even though he's going to give them a hard time, mm-hmm. this grandma hates her entire family. Like, she's she not really genuinely does not like that these people are here mm-hmm. in her house and makes right all off sorts the get of comments. Yeah, yeah. It's just like really mean spirited yeah. shit. Like you married wrong and now mm-hmm. look at you and you quit college like yeah. an idiot and now you look at you, you're an even bigger idiot. Yeah. People are getting hurt, all sorts of hell is starting to break loose and she's like and she even makes a comment of basically, oh it's when you guys moved in. Like, it's it your is, fault. The lamp and the family arrive at the same time. Yeah. Which is but, kind of funny. But, yeah. no, but it's, it's, it's definitely, she's saying, it's shitty. like, yeah, oh no, it's very shitty. Mm-hmm. She is amazing. Yeah. I love her throughout the entire film. Yeah. At the end of the movie, when everything, when, when like the day is saved and everything is okay, the grandma is going off on a trip and, uh, like you see Patty Duke as the daughter try to like mend the fences and she just says you know I love you and it's very and kisses her on the cheek yeah it's very sweet and then and then the and grandmother does looks, not say anything yeah she looks like oh my goodness I've never heard that before like you think there's about to be a touching moment nope and she just is kind of like eh and then the kids all say it and everybody tells grandma they love her and she Never says, says all this once. sweetness is getting me sick or something yep it's bad for my blood sugar and yeah. then she gets in a taxi and leaves yeah so she definitely makes it a point not to say she loves her family in her defense at that point holy shit all the stuff her yeah. family put her through which my god yeah, there so, is so many things mm-hmm. in this movie that right. are amazing I'm going to actually highlight one of the things that happens to her she burns her hand on a tea kettle that's just been overclocked by the ghost on the stove um, yeah the everybody has yeah. a hand thing yeah her sister got you know the gangrene from the hand the older daughter hurt her hand on the lamp but did not get tetanus yeah oh and officially it is tetanus that yeah. the aunt had and Satan puts her in the tetanus. hospital when yeah you're getting a tetanus shot it is a catholic anti-devil shot mm-hmm. that's why tetanus has two t's in it because the cross i don't know it's a stretch um but yeah, so uh, the and the ant winds up, by the way, dying from the tetanus. Yes, as she does. You do. uh, no sign of lockjaw, so I don't know if they were accurate. But the I'm trying to think, this the one sister gets yeah uh, hurt by the lamp on the hand, and then Father then, Father Keebler, the phone melts in his hand mm-hmm. as he's trying to call the family to desperately warn them to yeah. get the lamp out of the house. Yeah, because he's been spending time trying to call the aunt, but nobody's answering. And then he finds out the aunt's in the hospital yeah. and blah blah blah. But yeah, the phone melts, melts in his hand as it's, it's telling him to leave gag. the family alone. Yeah, it's so good. It's just like it literally is just like it doesn't look like it. No, it does burn him. A bit because mm-hmm. something something is making it melt. It's either acid or it's, yeah. you know heat or something. Evil. But then it just is evil. The evil melts the phone because whereas in the other films the house has like some level of agency outside of itself. All bets are off in this one. Mm-hmm. You see the house drive a car, mm-hmm. which we will by get to. Itself. By the way, oh god, um, yeah, the house and, and in the other movies the house has left the house here yeah, and there. Yeah, it, it has messed with things, like elevators or, like, mm. fucked up brakes, but, I mean, it drives a car. Yeah. 
It was amazing. Mm-hmm. It melted a phone somewhere. This is the same demon that had to sneak into a lamp to get out of the house, yeah. except that it can always leave the house mm-hmm. and go kind of anywhere in the country. Yeah. So, all right. But now that he's in this house, first things first, kill the bird. Or kill the pet bird. Oh, yeah. They find the bird in the toaster oven. Which, didoy. Uh, uh, I, I can't believe I left the door door of the birdcage open. And, and then, somehow it ended up in the toaster oven. Mm-hmm. And nobody heard, nobody smelt anything as we preheated the toaster <laughs> oven for I'll like 10 minutes. Do. Hey, those, you, you don't want to put those, hot, those uh, cinnamon buns in there at the wrong temperature. You could mess the whole thing up. The toaster oven. That's it. All right. I'm just saying, had they actually properly heated that toaster oven up, you would have smelled bird, and it would have looked slightly cooked instead of fresh as a daisy. Yep, that was funny. Mm. And then Brian goes down in the basement and has an elaborate, dirty dancing style dance with a chainsaw. Mm -hmm. This goes on for five. The chainsaw comes to life. And uh, this was a debate that Patrick and I had. Listeners at home, maybe you can can decide. I think that Brian was doing the right thing, holding on to the chainsaw, because if the chainsaw is coming alive on its own, I don't want it loose. You want at least some control. Exactly. But... I mean, he's not doing a good job of controlling it. He, he's, he's looking at the chainsaw small. and playing around like he wants to start it, but not. Because the cat he's is a there good boy. It. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, it just comes alive. He starts cutting through all of the shelves. All of the mason jars are hitting the ground. The preserves. The preserves were and, not preserved. And also, um, apparently, the fruit stand that they they have, the vegetable stand that they have down there, they have a grocery store level potato and onion tray mm-hmm. down in the basement. Yeah, like reasons. the kind you find street buskers with. Yeah. Like they had that in the basement, but he destroyed cut right it. through it, destroyed it. Almost so. kills grandma. Well, grandma mm-hmm. falls down the stairs and then she's about to get nailed with the chainsaw, but luckily Peggy the maid is there with a crowbar mm-hmm. to battle off the chainsaw. This is like the first half hour of the movie. Yeah. Which, like, it's kind of fun because, like, uh, despite the grandmother hating every single member of her family, uh, we don't have the level of, like, the house making everybody attack everybody right away. Like, nobody's really, like, angry at each other. Like, the grandma yeah. is not being possessed. She just legitimately is yeah. put out. Uh, but also, another fun difference is there's not really a paternal male figure in this household. Mm-hmm. There's Brian, but Brian is yeah. maybe a freshman in high school. The paternal male figure is the ghost the of the land. father as far as the daughter is concerned and as far as the mother okay. sees in one or two reflections and like wakes up with the arm around her. But he's, yeah, he's not a factor in the family. He's no. just the guys that this demon is using. Yeah. And there's a lot of good bits with the lamp where you, you'll see the lamp is doing things or making things happen mm-hmm. and then they'll just do like a shot of the lamp a la HAL 9000 mm-hmm. in 2001 and it's very effective and it's like I, one of the few disappointments I really had was uh, after like about halfway through the movie the grandma agrees to put the lamp in the attic because it's just the ugliest thing. Look it up on the internet. It's, it's really it's terrible. So they put it up in the in the attic, and in the attic is like 
it's like the bri- it, it looks like it would be the briar patch in terms of yeah. there's all sorts of tchotchkes, dolls, yeah, it's like furniture, oh, there's a creepy doll, there's a creepy clown doll, yes. there's a weird painting, there's a screaming like what, what was that? Like a ceramic Socrates face or something? Yeah. Like it yeah. was, yeah. None of this is used. None of it's used for anything. It's a bummer. It is literally just we found some creepy stuff and the lamp basically found its support group. Yeah. But now that the lamp is in the attic, it is free to do whatever it wants, whenever it wants, mm-hmm. because nobody knows what's yeah. going on. Like some Which, sort of Belial or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. So, first things first, uh, let's mess up. Uh, Amanda's potential uh, high school love interest. Yeah, who Danny. she meets that day in yes. the house. Mm-hmm. Um, Danny, this high school jock, comes over to the house for... Um, he is there to check something electrical? Or something. He shows up in his like letterman jacket. So... The grandma and the maid know him. He's right. there for a reason. And then in addition to it, uh, Peggy the maid asks him to help him move the thing, the lamp up to the attic. Right. At which, dur- uh, during that time, uh, Amanda has agreed to get rid of all the uh, apple peelings that the grandma had been making an apple pie with. And so we put him down the garbage disposal. And But, oh, wouldn't you know it, the garbage disposal is not working. Because, I don't know if you guys know this, we're in a horror movie. So she's got her hand in there, and the switch is starting to come down ever so slowly. And he comes in the room, and the switch goes back to normal, like, "Uh uh-oh, you saw me. Nothing. Um, I was just looking at my uh, watch. Anyway, so he's like, oh, what are you doing? Get your hand out of there. You should always tape the garbage disposal switch. I felt so bad for him immediately. Yeah. Because, like, man, like, that you did is the smart. smart thing. That is right. Mm-hmm. So he gets his hand in there, and then it all starts. The way in. And then the switcher goes, as you're expecting. Although, for a TV movie, I was not expecting it to be that bloody. It was like five minutes of this kid screaming and blood shooting mm-hmm. out of his, out of like the stump of his hand into his face. Mm-hmm. It was it it's was pretty incredible. bloody. It was just yeah. wow, wow. And poor Danny, mm-hmm. poor Danny. Another hand destroyed. Yeah. Um, and, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. another hand, that's hand another, There's a lot of hand shit. Gra- grandma comes back from the hospital, and they're all looking at him, at her, like, how's it? He'll live. Yeah, she just says, he'll live. <laughs> like, they stopped dude bleeding. literally just had his hand cut off in your kitchen. Cut off. And you Gosh, knew him more than it. most of the family. He'll live. Like, yeah. grandma's just... Yeah, a tough old broad. Um, and that's when the water goes bad. Is that when? It's like the next day, because there's only like three days before. That's like, true. That's true. Let's. Uh, the next day yeah. is the uh, everybody like tensions are still running high, and the uh, everybody's getting ready to go to school. And actually, I did love that scene when, like, on the first day. The mom, Patty Duke, the mom, is dropping off the two high schoolers off for their first day of school. And then she goes to college for her first day of school as well because she's mm-hmm. taking courses about to become a teacher. I thought that was a cute little moment. Yeah. But so we're getting ready to go to school, and uh, the uh, da- Amanda, the oldest daughter, 
Like, they never explain why the youngest daughter is not going to school. Oh, no, she was sick. She had a fever. Oh, okay, fair yeah. She was starting to get possessed, fevers. so they, yeah, yeah, like, she had a she had a fever. She wasn't feeling well. Mm-hmm. She had been having visions of her father. She had been talking to the lamp a lot, so yeah. they were explaining that she was possibly just a little delusional from she, a flu bug. She loves lamp. She loves know. lamp. I don't understand why mm-hmm. people are giving her such a problem. And so, not just looking at things in the room, because they had to move it. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, Patty Duke calls up to Amanda that they got to go, and Amanda's bre- about to brush her teeth. She says, I'm coming. She goes to brush her teeth, and the toothbrush she sticks in her mouth is covered in a viscous black serum. Mm-hmm. Like, the kind of stuff that, like, they they buried Krychek in in the X-Files. Yeah, it's the alien oil. Mm-hmm. That has a slight greenish tone, tinge to it, yeah. like in the sink and everything. And then all of a sudden, all the faucets in the house are oozing this black shit. Yeah, it's amazing. They're saying it smells like sewage, which means I don't know if the daughter has a sense of smell if it got that close to her mouth. Ugh. But um, oh. yeah, so she's. Way. And after that experience, you don't really want to brush your teeth again because of what just happened. But oh. you gotta. Oh. So. I mean, that, that happened off camera because her teeth did not have black oil for no, the rest of the movie. No, no, no. Um, um, at that point, we have to call in a plumber. And my friends, this is where the movie goes from good to great. Yeah, and actually, bef- well, yeah, we'll, we'll come. Yeah, I've got a sidebar for after this, but yes. Yes, it is. So the plumber is goes into the crawl space to find out what is going on with these pipes meanwhile peggy the maid is doing laundry the plumber like it is a true crawl space yeah he like he's on his move. hands and knees yeah. like like tighter than the movie crawl yeah the crawl c-r-a-w-l not the one with the glaive yeah exactly so and as he's crawling um they do the cat scare but they don't even really try with the cat scare the cat just kind of runs through the frame but it's not even that loud or that like he's more scared than any of us it's just like these movies all have a cat scare we'll do it there you go whatever like it was totally dismissive a cat jump yeah so he gets to the pipe that he needs to get to and he's having a bear of a time getting it open with a wrench and then all of a sudden the whole pipe just bulges mm-hmm. right in front of his face and so you're just you're ready for something terrible to happen yeah. and he knows something terrible is going to happen so he tries to get out of there mm-hmm. when all of a sudden the scaffolding underneath the uh, the floor crushes him yeah so falls down my leg my, my leg. leg and when we say it's bulging um, do you remember at the end of Big Trouble in Little China yeah. when the guy starts screaming Thunder. and then just yeah and just starts inflating yep. that's what the pipe is doing that's what the metal pipe is doing it mm-hmm. hasn't burst yet and then then like it's, it starts leaking the black stuff mm-hmm. the the cap comes off it's leaking more and more black stuff on it but you can see that there's something in the black stuff that's coming and then eventually it is revealed to be Danny's hand! Mm-hmm. The hand that went down the garbage just like apparently it went down the sand the, dra- yeah. the drain. They didn't down take the it drain with him. all the it way has to his the high school ring on it. Yeah. 
all the way down to the end of this dead end pipe that really doesn't go anywhere or do nope. anything nope. except for store a hand until you need a plumber to get one in the face. It get the hand gets slaps him in the face as it comes out, and then he is drowned in the viscous black goo, which presumably is oozing for the rest of the movie because it's just like yeah. At this point, the house drives the car his van away so yeah. that ever so that Peggy the maid thinks oh he just left yeah like literally you see like it it put it into gear and you're like oh it's just gonna like maybe drift off into the woods nope. or no it's you watch turning. it turn around the corner and drive down the driveway and you can see through the back window to the front that there is no driver no but I guess you know, you know people don't every, have the, the devil gets a bad rep a lot of times mm-hmm. he signaled and everything like yeah. a courteous driver yeah and that's when uh, about this point is when uh, uh, Father Dennis shows up finally makes it to mm-hmm. California because none of his phone calls are working the phone melted mm-hmm. telegrams aren't being responded to yeah and I'm gonna roll back on some of that because oh, like yeah I'm he sorry. um he had, you know, he had been on the original exorcism of this. Yeah. He had been uh, trying to find out what was going on with. I'm trying to remember what put him onto the lamp in the first place. Oh, because he had been knocked he, out. He got he had been knocked he out. Was zapped by Literally the knocked cross-eyed. He gets out yeah. of the hospital. He starts on this investigation they of the lamp. that he has this backstory, and for a second, I really wanted him to be Sonny from the second movie. Like, that would be nice. Like, uh, like, they get him out of the house. Like, father, what's his name, gets possessed. But then Sonny goes into the orders because, like, he's not... They, it's either this or jail. Right. Right. sort of thing yeah but no, and that's why like he can't like everybody's so paranoid about him going into the house and everything yeah it's so cool yeah but no it's just it's just an arbitrary and kind of left behind backstory uh, but yeah he find, he's after this lamp because he knows that's where the evil is because when they were doing the exorcism that's what attacked him yeah and the lamp is gone so since the house is clean um it must be in the lamp because well it killed they, the ant too yeah it killed the ant um and but he didn't know at that point that the ant was dead when he was really looking for the lamp because that's why he went to find the ant yeah because she had bought the lamp yeah um and in one of the discussions, he even says, basically, like, the house was clean when we went in there. Somebody's like, well, could the devil have just been lying and maybe played a trick on you? Because... The devil is not known for tricks. No. I mean, the greatest trick the devil ever played was, honestly, a half-assed April Fool's prank. It's like sleeping, he just, it was like sleeping a, in for a week. Yeah, it was like a, a sugar packet over the door or something. Like, yeah, something yeah, dumb. Yeah. But... Um, Saran wrap on the toilet seat. Yeah, like something something old school, not like anything clever, like you know, chicken cutlets behind a light switch or something. Ugh. That's a mean one. I'm not gonna bleep that. Try that at home. Um, so yeah, he's researching all of this. He has been trying to call the family. Melting phone. He sent a telegram that eventually got to the house and as soon as it got there got left behind because the kids got distracted and was blown off to the side um, where it wasn't found until a couple scenes later but it was found yeah um, because uh, the son even I think it was the son even said why would a priest be calling about a lamp 
which I think should have been the tagline for this movie. That would have been pretty good. Mm -hmm. So he gets to town. He's trying to find a way to get in contact. He gets to the house. He drops off his business card. Um, I guess he had a cell phone because how else did he get contacted? Not in his home state, but across the country. Anyway, somehow... I think he left the hotel number. That might have been. I just know there was the business card, but I guess he... Well, he wrote, like, a little note and left it in the mail. Um, Which, presumably, oddly enough, the uh, snail mail was under the devil's radar, so he didn't mess with that at all. Exactly. Which, again, because remember, he can drive a car. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, the priest comes to the house, meets the daughter who basically... Jessica, keeps, yeah, the youngest daughter. She keeps inviting him in, but he's got a bad feeling about it. No. He struts up to the house it's, all it's smug. the swagger of Christ in mm-hmm. him. And then it's like a reverse vampire thing where he's being invited in. But and that can't. repels him. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's so, so weird. Yeah. He backs off, pukes his guts out on the lawn, and then jets. Priest wretches. And finally, the mom goes to meet with the priest to find out something oh. of what's going on. This is after... Okay, okay. Yeah, this is after... Uh, Jessica, the young, er, the youngest daughter, has destroyed her room. Yeah, and uh, hit, acted, and of like tried to make it so the rest of the family couldn't discover that Peggy the maid had been murdered in the attic by the lamp. Mm-hmm. Like literally, like she's up there, the lamp's power cord not plugged into the wall, which nope. is something she checked. Yeah. Um, Turns into a snake, kind of, but it basically—it's yeah, pretty by snake. Spot. It's yeah, it's basically on a, a wire, and it just wraps around her Wait, neck. That lamp wasn't really possessed by the devil. But it just needed some aid to it. It was its costume. <laughs> yeah, um, and you know, and it strangles the poor maid to death. Mm-hmm. And then we get like the second appearance of the doctor, who, uh, in true walking IMDb form, I realized was the ship captain dad from Friday the Thirteenth Part Eight, J- the inappropriately named Jason Takes Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Um, and he declares that the maid died of a heart attack, or yes. at least he was. Will- he says in the room, "I'm willing to bet heart attack," which I don't believe is the normal level no. of tact you get from a crime scene. I appreciated that he didn't do air quotes. That's true. That would have been just really unprofessional. Yeah. But they even point out in that scene that... Um, she tried clawing out of the yeah, house. Like how strong she must have been to try clawing out of that room. But he's She's kind of trying pushing. to get away from that heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta fight your heart attacks. <laughs> um, so... Patty Duke meets the priest in the local in the hotel bar where he's having a uh, holy water and gin. Mm-hmm. And he's sitting at the table, and the second she walks in, the little red <laughs> candle on the table. Yes. The kind you find at your like your slightly nicer pizza joints, like your sit-down yeah. pizza joints. Um, the restaurant equivalent of a votive candle. Right. <laughs> it's, you know, kind of you might get it like a Pappy's or a... Um, you should, oh, the, the, the early 80s Pizza Hut. Yes. Yeah. L- list more examples. Um, <laughs> Domino's Pizza. Never, <laughs> it was a good candle. 
that bursts into sparks. It does. It just it's sparks like out. immediately with if they're in connect if they're in eyesight of each other. It's like this is bad. Mm-hmm. This is bad for the devil. Yeah. So it just sparks this candle. Um, I don't even know. He notice it or not? He does. He does. Yeah. Notice. He is okay. just like little. <laughs> yeah. But doesn't because really mention he's it or a Father Freddy Cat. Mm-hmm. It's one of those trick candles. Yeah. Um, like in number two. Yeah. So he explains to Patty Duke that that lamp was in a house <laughs> bare, that was that was the home of 300 years of curse and strife and cataclysm. And after 300 years, the demon got into the lamp so that it could transfer into a human being or another house to start its, you know, evil anew. Something he knows because this has never happened before to anything ever and is not a thing. But he understands the rules because we needed somebody to say the thing. It's like a satanic version of Antiques Roadshow. I guess. I mean, he's speculating like crazy, so... I mean, but, you know, at this point, there's 20 minutes left of the movie, so either I'm wrong or this movie is going to go on forever. True. <laughs> at least somebody had a theory. Luckily, it was the right one. Um, I, I mean, more of a leap in logic than when the teenagers figure out what's going on in Freddy vs. Jason. That is true. So... <laughs> and that movie is tight as a drum. <laughs> Shut up, Patrick. So... Now that everybody's on the same page. Yeah. Um, Back to the house. Yep. To rescue Jessica, who is very clearly being possessed by the house, which is a nice change of pace. It's a yeah. girl this time. It's, again, very little male presence. The, the, the priest is the only real male presence, and he comes in late at the end. So it was kind of a nice like role reversal of everybody for this one. And then things go, continue to go. Yeah, the house is really starting to get aggressive. The cat goes out on the roof, but this is not the traditional, the cat's on the roof. Okay, the cat's stuck on the roof. Yeah. Okay, we tried to get him down. Okay, the cat's in the at the vet. Like, it's not that cat on the roof. No. Um, daughter is trying to prevent that, so she leans out. And kind of a callback to one of the earlier ones, the window tries to close on her head, but not enough to kill her or anything. Just enough to bonk her, knock her out for a little bit, and give her a bloody forehead. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it does, but... Yeah. But it's not, you know... So the window bonks her. Um, the upstairs room is completely aglow. Jessica goes up there and walks into the bright white light into the attic, which we haven't really mentioned how garishly green that hallway is. So we didn't even talk about it while we were watching it, but my God. Yeah. The whole house is, it's a house. It's pretty good looking. It's a nice little house. A a, a tough old lady. Yeah. Tough old lady would live in that kind of house and, you know, it's decorated as such except for the stairs leading up to the evil room, the door on the inside and outside of the evil room and a little bit of the hallway down underneath of it are painted green screen green. Yeah, it's like lime green yeah like key Not frame out the entire environment for something yeah. better later ab will oh fix it in post we need to like I'm get that clip it. online for people to mess with yeah but yeah no it is this is not a green you would paint any part of your house no mm. yeah I got and, and oddly enough something evil is happening up there 
Yeah. <laughs> in college, I paint, I partied at some pretty heavily hippie houses, mm-hmm. and they painted some weird shit. This would not have happened. Right? There's just some things you just don't do. Yeah. And that's how you know it's Satan. So... <laughs> <laughs> so they're going up. They've got. They know they need to get Jessica out of the room and do the final battle. So they get the other two kids out of the house. Yes. So yeah, we, yeah, yeah. 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 We have to break some windows. It's kind of. Finally, we get the first floor windows being broken and the people get out. Mm-hmm. Safe. Priest takes an axe to the one window and then uh, basically kind of helps throw the do- the older daughter out the window. The son gets out. I don't even remember how, but it doesn't just, matter. Yeah. <laughs> He might have just been standing on the lawn the whole time. Yeah, he was never in the house. Yeah. Um, now it's priest, mom, and grandma versus a now floating mm-hmm. Jessica. Which, if the floating wasn't enough, yeah. she's also got a knife. Mm-hmm. She's got a knife. She didn't have the knife when she was destroying her room, but I feel yeah. like she had been floating. That was setting us up for that. Because mm-hmm. the crayon in her room <laughs> makes it near the ceiling, and yeah. she had already overturned all the furniture, I'm assuming. Cause, yeah. But yeah, she had to have been flying. It is that. an impressive amount of destruction in that bedroom. Mm-hmm. So there she is, flying with a knife. And then she stabs the priest in the shoulder. Mm-hmm. As he is like, as he, according to the subtitles, was speaking a foreign language. It's just Latin. Mm-hmm. Which, yes, it's not an American language, but my God, people. Yeah. At, di- at a different points, the subtitles were adorable. They list, they uh, wrote out Satan's name, C-I-G-N-A. Cigna. Mm-hmm. If, you know, for when you don't want your cut medical bills covered. Yeah. The word Monsignor was... <laughs> there was a U in there. Yeah, it was at least ten letters too long. Yeah, it was amazing. But anyway. So, the priest is stabbed in the shoulder. Yeah. Um, they're trying to get to the lamp. The uh, Grandma goes after the lamp with an axe. Yep. And she gets thrown back. The axe gets thrown to the other side of the room. They wrestle the knife out of the daughter's hand. The father appears in the lamp again, mm-hmm. but this time trying to woo Patty Duke back. Mm-hmm. But Patty Duke is tough. Yeah, she, she knows that ain't her husband. Yeah. And so then the demon transforms back into... He looks like the cover art of the evil Jack Frost movie. I can see that. I personally thought he looked a little more like the master from season one of Buffy. But we're yeah. Either way, both of them serious bags or sunken in eyes is the thing. And who knows? So we know that the lamp is evil for sure. If there was any doubt, which I'm bummed that like the 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 lamp has these arms and the arms never move. Not once. I really like they're so set up to like swing or attack somebody at Mm -hmm. some point. Never. No. No, Not at all. Many a time a whip crack with its frumpy cord, but. Because it does that to the priest. Yeah, it it wraps its cord around his wrist and has him, like, immobilized? Uh, he's just laying on the floor and he's wrapped up. Yeah. By the wrist. Only the wrist. And at this point, finally, we get the payoff that has been set up with every other establishing shot has shown that this house is right next to a cliff leading to a rocky beach. The grandma finally manages to lift this entire this lamp which is like a good like four and a half to five foot tall lamp again made of at least driftwood but it's yeah. this thing ain't easy it, remember that it took the high school student yeah. helping to get it to the attic exactly she lifts the whole thing up bullseyes it through the bay the through the window of the attic mm-hmm. and so it of course goes over the cliff it is but, plummeting down to the beach 
but it is still wrapped around his wrist, and they need uh, to the cut priest. this cord before it gets too far. It's going to yank him out the window. This cord, which is now approximately 20 feet long mm-hmm. with how much it has already fallen out, is yeah. like never been more than, like, what, four feet long? Oh, yeah. And now... It was, sure. it was a, a normal mean, lamp-length cord. Yeah. Um, it's 20 feet out, and Mom Patty runs dude. for the axe. Yeah. And she grabs the axe and runs out, and we cut to the lamp still falling. Still falling. It has made it almost... Halfway. Yeah, almost halfway. We're talking, like, it's probably dropped 50 feet. Yeah, this cord is... And it's still flying, and she manages to cut the cord in time. He has not been even pulled near the window yet. No. So, like... But he knows that he's about to die. He's, like, screaming like a little child. Yeah, unless he was staring at some off-camera giant spool of of lamp cord. Yeah. But, yeah. So, the lamp smashes down on the shore. Yay, yay. Jessica comes to her senses. She says she had a bad dream. Mm. And we all were just going to go with that. Yeah. Okay? That's, you had a bad dream. No harm, no foul. We're not going to explain. had a heart attack. Dan was stupid. Everything yeah. is fine. Your aunt's never going to come visit us, no. but it's not because of you. Yeah. Um, so, as, as we said earlier, Grandma goes with uh, Father Frady Cat back to Amityville for uh, her sister's um, funeral. Everybody's happy. They Everything's honest to God good. say, it's all over. Everything all is over. fine. But it's not, because down on the beach, the cat finds the lamp. And it crawls up to the lamp, it sniffs around, and then because cats don't, you know, they're their cues, they freeze frame. And then the cat's eyes glow bright red. Dun, dun, dun. The end. That is the end of the story. The big cliffhanger. The cat at the bottom is of evil. The at the bottom of the cliff. So it's really kind of a bad way to cliffhang. And, that, and yeah. that's it. And, and that's that covers everything. I can't imagine anything's been overlooked. Except the one thing that's been overlooked. There's a dead plumber in the basement. That has not been found. There, the police have a whole. There's a whole big scene where the police find or are there to investigate the death of Peggy the maid, and then they leave. At no point is the plumber ever addressed again mm-hmm. because nobody knows that he's down there because the van left. But the van left. At some point, he's supposed to start smelling. Yeah. And he did not die the day that they had the final battle with the no, van. No, so it's the already day before. It was the day before, and when Grandma leaves, they've already boarded up a lot of the windows that have been broken. Yeah. Like It looks like there has been at least a day or two of recovery and investigation all that. So we're at a couple days. Like, it's gonna start stinking like chicken cutlets thrown behind a light switch. And that's like just the body. It's covered in the black goo, mm-hmm. which I'm sure smells wonderful. Yeah. And what was great is like, at the end of the movie like, brave listeners... We were mildly concerned that maybe in our revelry watching the film, we may have missed something. And so we went to that great repository of all knowledge, Wikipedia, and I haven't looked up who the, the whoever wrote the article for Amityville 4, The Evil Escapes, but, but God kudos. bless them, because they point out in three different points in the article that nobody no- notices, or nobody 
addresses the fact that the plumber is still down there. And they even say, I gotta pull it up. It's so good. Let me mm-hmm. go, let me pull it up. The day is saved by Alice, who grabs the lamp and throws it out of the window, shattering it on the rocky shore. The movie ends with the family thinking their ordeal is over, not realizing that the dead plumber is still inside their house. <laughs> so God I, bless you, Amityville 4. We have a little over 20 more Amityville movies to go as far as we know. Um, I'm saying I, the resale value for this is high. Yeah. Uh, I, this was a TV movie. This was a TV movie, and as TV horror movies go, it was a fun one. It was great. Like, I mean, I'm not going to say it's as scary as the Boogity Man, but it's yeah. up there. Yeah, it's just, it's it's campy, it's fun. <laughs> a lot of the performances, if you're being a TV movie... Um, you might think Lifetime movies. There is some Lifetime-level acting to it. A little bit. It's, it, yeah, it's kind of a Lifetime horror movie. Yeah. With, yeah, just a lot of the way it's presented. Yes, actually. Like, the only thing that isn't there is none of the teenagers are going through any issues, really. That's the only thing that's missing. Kind of think it. Trying to, yeah. No. No. Not really. No. Uh, as a matter of fact, we're not really told much about the teenagers except what they have to react to in any given scene. And not even do. Just react to. Yeah. 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 They're there to basically look around a room in terror? Yeah, which, you know, considering that would have just made the movie longer and That's less true. interesting, yeah. I, th- I think a lot of the choices were correct. Yeah. I, 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 Admittedly, I went in with low expectations, but this movie easily outdid any expectations that I had. I oh, really, yeah. Man, I have enjoyed all four of these so far to varying yeah. degrees, which, honestly, the first one is the weakest one so far. So far, yeah. Which is insane. Yeah, I think... Um And these films don't have a reputation of being high art. They're not necessarily talked about in horror circles the same way as, like, and I'm a fan, uh, Halloween, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, you know, a lot of the big franchises are big, but don't have as many entries. This one, people all over keep making them. I'm thinking that the word Amityville is public domain enough that it's just, just a bit. Yeah. So, but some of these are based on each other. I think there's going to be remakes in the mix. Yeah. This was based on, uh, in the opening credits, we didn't mention it. It is based on the book Amityville The Evil Escapes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, at some point down the road, which was not gonna... written by Sandor Stern. No. <laughs> but, he, yeah, he. He did the screenplay based off of a book for the first one too. Yeah. So yeah. Um, see, I, I'm gonna do some research into the books at some point, but we got a lot of movies to watch. Just, yeah, I'm not gonna push myself. Just this is silly. Yeah, but I'm hoping that one of the future entries is the story of the ghost of that plumber. Yeah, getting revenge. We gotta do it. Like yeah. it's it's too good. It's too good. Somebody had to have figured noticed that yeah. and wanted to do something with it. Yeah, so I think Or else we're wasting our time. I, <laughs> and there's I, no way that this is a waste of time. Nope. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, I'm gonna pitch the idea loosely now and make no guarantees that when all is said and done, we might be able to put together the ultimate Amityville movie, and I feel like that plumber needs to be a factor in it. Yes. We will make the movie that ties up every loose end yeah. and makes it one cohesive story. Mm-hmm. And we already know it's consistently amazing. in each film, 
Um, there are there are flies. The flies, the flies are all here. over everything. The flies were there right in the beginning of this one and mm-hmm. make the trip to California. Mm-hmm. Glowing windows is always uh-huh. a big factor. Yep. Um, Poor interfamily de- relations. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Family squabbles. And yeah. Yeah. So we're gonna yeah we're gonna keep an eye on a lot of the consistent <laughs> themes and then yeah hopefully make the perfect Amityville movie at some Heck point. Yes. <laughs> and so next week we have the Amity nineteen nineties the Amityville Curse. I have never heard of this. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what it's I've about. never seen this one. I have up until this point, I had seen. I'd seen all of these, or maybe not. I know I had seen this one when it originally aired on Fox. That's crazy. Um, But yeah, and I know I've seen six, but have a very thin memory of it. Mm. But yeah, five, not a clue. So we're going to go in completely blind. Uh, Part five in horror franchises tends to be consistently a number. Yeah, four is usually where it gets... Revamped into something with more, with a little more legs, yeah. with a little more like, life into it, like uh, your Nightmare Four. Yeah, Elm Street Four. four op- yeah, Elm Street Four opens up Freddy yeah. collecting souls, rebuilding, and not needing mm-hmm. Nancy. Yeah, Friday the Thirteenth Part Four just basically like perfected I mean, everything. Yeah, mastered the format of the Friday the Thirteenth movies as it officially, for the time being, closed it, closed out the Jason saga. The but first it set the of top two template. separate final installments. Of Friday the 13th. Yep. Neither of which were final. Nah. We don't count that. Nah. It's adorable. Um, yeah. Like, yeah. Horror movies. Uh, Love a good franchise. Bride of Chucky, part four. Yeah. Read it, uh, reset the entire franchise. Oh, so good. So. four. Mm hmm. Add it, like, set things up for the entire rest of the series. Yeah. So, having watched this one, they left the house and it's a possessed item. Maybe that's where we go with it. If, if this plumber. This plumber could be our Freddy. I'm into it. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, we'll find out when you find out. So see you next week. If you want to interact with us online, you can check us out on Instagram or Twitter at Amityville Show, or you can send us an email at podcastamityville at gmail.com. 